if you, for example, this girl he's talking about, if yeah. you're like, oh my God, she's super bad, would you invite her to come to the fight in Manchester or are you, yeah. you're not like that for like a public thing? What, like, would I bring a bit? Yeah. I always bring a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're in fear. Yeah, all, my, all the fights, I bring a bit. Fight week, nigga, I'd be nervous. I ain't gonna lie. That's what I was like, gonna ask. Like, so are you like, having these girls in the room with you every week? Uh, I mean, like they call my nurse. So, oh, so I like crazy. What, what do you so mean by that? So like, I'll, yeah. I'll like cuddle and shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll get like little spoon and shit like that. Yeah. And like, call my nurse. You're the little before the fight. Yeah. I want to cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. Feel me? I just want to be like, nigga. I'm be up at three a.m. shadow boxing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like no. You know what I mean? I mean, she's asleep. Okay, no. He's like throwing like rolls and shit. Night of the fight. No, like I don't sleep with them and fuck them. Like yeah. fight week, especially this fight. Now I'm gonna take it like more serious. I need my legs. You dig? Yeah. But like usually for like fight week, I have I like have a beer or I be because it like gets your mind off the fight. You don't want to think about the fight all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you overthink it. Can't be distracted. Yeah, and then you get anxious, and then that that takes a lot of energy out of you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good to have somebody like to talk to. Or- well, I saw this study that was done. It was like <laughs> women give off like a pheromone that like calms men's nerves. And so, like, a lot of, like, these super famous fighters, they usually don't even let women inside of, of fight camps because I guess they're saying, like, you should be on some sort of edge. Everybody's different, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they say, like, you should be on some sort of edge. And so, like... Well, that's kind of true. Yeah. But it, it depends on the person. Well, I say, like, well, for me, at least, fight week. Like, at least, like, that, like, that... Tuesday, Wednesday, and shit gets my mind off. Of it. It's influencing fighting. You know too. It's mean? not like we're not fighting for the for the WBC. Yeah, like yeah, you know, you're right. We got belts on the line. Yeah, you know, we do have belts on the line. Well, we, yeah, we do got. Are belts you fighting on. for a belt too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fighting for a new belt and defending the one I have. Well, you get a new one. Think, well, we all get a new one. We get oh. like that white one. It's like a white. It's nice. Oh, you guys better both be coming back with some. Belts. Oh, you already know. <laughs> oh, we're back <laughs> on the podcast like this. Hey, this chair and this chair right. gonna be so just for the belt. <laughs> I'm taking shots off the belt. <laughs> you guys both. We're eating dinner all that. Oh right. god. I was just like, here's the thing with fighting. I feel like some people don't realize how much time and mental space yeah. goes into it. Do you guys like? see a difference or how it re- like affects your relationships whether they be friendships or even more than that with like dating and whatnot do you think it gets in the way of that because like you know this is kind of like a relationship based podcast i just want to dive I, I i feel like you know with that dean and dan both can agree with me when i say like 90 percent of what we do is you wake up you you train you eat you train again you sleep <laughs> That's the majority of what you're doing during fight camp. So I think if you're allowing a girl or anybody, if you're making time for them, that speaks tremendous numbers to how you feel about that person because nobody wants to do anything when they're That's all you got. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Dean, I guess. Yeah, I don't even feel like doing shit. (laughs) Facts. I don't even feel like going to the red carpet events sometimes. Yeah, we're not going to no red carpets. We're not going to no dinners. I'd I'd be tired, bro. I don't I didn't even want to come to the podcast, but I was like, fuck, I fucked it. I fucked with Chase. Uh, uh, appreciate I, you I came for you, my boy. But uh, yeah, no, it, it just depends on depends on the girl, too. Like, if she's annoying, like, I don't want to be around her shit. You know what I mean? But but if she's cool and, like, she's like, she understands and she, like, supports, she supports. You know what I mean? If she's, like, rocking with you, then, you know, I fuck with it. You know what I mean? But. Because not forever. It's got to be a balance, though. It's got to yeah. be a balance. Because, you know, niggas, 
we want to be alone, but we don't want to be by ourselves. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like I want my I want my <laughs> space to just sit there, but like I yeah. also like having people. On. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just leave me alone in my yeah. corner. But I'm glad that somebody I'm not by myself right, in, right. in a dark room. Just go in your room for now. I'll just be over here. Yeah, <laughs> but don't leave. Ten feet. <laughs> right. Back. I, we were talking about this on the way over here with like Jake Paul and stuff. How you know, with Jake Paul and his team of people, there's like seven or like ten of them, but they all live in the same house, but they all have like separate parts of their house. So it's like. You know, I'm sure he does like a lot of the the shit himself, and he has like his own entourage. But like, he can wake up and go for a run. And as fighters, we you know we like to run together. We like to train yeah. together. You know, Dan, he he's he's my accountability guy. That's why he's here during every fight. Dude right. flies from Toronto, goes through every bit of the training with me. And, you know, shout out to him. That's right. And, and you know, that's why he's he's ringside. You know, that nobody understands how hard it is to be a, a, a fighter, a trainer, because this shit is mentally, physically, emotionally. It's not for everybody. It's not. It's not. And you're getting punched in the face at the end of yeah. it. So for somebody to voluntarily do it to make sure that you ain't going through it by yourself, you know, like that. Shout out yeah. to you. Dude. Well, first off, he's my boy, so obviously <laughs> I'm gonna be there. But it's cool having uh, this kind of inside perspective because, you know, everyone only sees you know these guys on Twitter posting videos or doing whatever. But to get like the behind the scenes look, like every day, the grind of actually what it takes is actually pretty special. One to be around, but two, you see like the dedication you know it actually takes. So everyone wants to joke you know around the internet, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that are in the ring, you know, fighting for a belt, and they have a lot more to lose than we do. So uh, to see the train every day, it's, it's you know, it's pretty crazy. It's tiring us sometimes, but, you know, every day you got to get up and do it. And you get in, like, mad viral clips, <laughs> like Dean's clip. The, my favorite clip is the back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm running that shit back, though, bro, my mama. You got me. Where was it? Which Off. fight was it? In Texas when you said you are going to do the backflip of the open workout? I'm like, is he actually going to do a backflip? Uh, oh, everybody was watching. He's like, nah, You know, the funny thing is I haven't, Tempted a backflip since I since that day. I hear that time and that time only. <laughs> I got PTSD on national television, bro. <laughs> I haven't even did it at Sky Zone, bruh. Was it even? Was I that even the KSI's first card too. Was that Mrs. Warren? Yeah, that was the first Misfits, buddy. <laughs> twenty, I think it was twenty-two thousand people, bro. Was that your first ever fight? Yeah. Wait, Dean, What's how many mine? belts do you have? Do you have two belts or just the Misfits one? Yeah, three. Well, Jeez. the first, the first one from the first fight, because remember they was they were with that PBA. It was with some other company. ICB or something. Yeah, yeah. Silver shit. Those belts look better than the Misfits one though. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. they're pretty they're cool. shiny. Every time I used to go to the airport with them, yeah, to go travel, nigga, those are. Oh my god, that one's look at that belt. Yeah. They would, they wouldn't even look at the the other one. I'm like, yeah. Damn. Well, we got white ones now too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, white ones gonna be cool. That'd be cool. But the ICB belts, them bitches just fly. You dig what I'm saying? But yeah, I had that one. I got. I still had that one from the Waleed fight, and then I, I got two from the Waleed fight, the ICB one and the Misfits one. And then, so that had me, that gave me a three, and then they got rid of the ICB belts. So now I have two Misfits belts. Mm. Yeah. So technically, in this fight that you're about to do, are both those belts on the line? Like that you're about to fight Waleed? think so. Yeah. I think I'm defending, but I'm also getting in the belt. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of messed up, though, because like, there's so many people that want a, sh a shot at the fight, and I think at this point too, like you've won enough fights, you've defended your belts, you've had, you've been the champ for over a year now. I think on like, I don't know what the averages are for most fighters are to fight once, twice a year, but you fought three times in the last year. Polly tag team. This is gonna be the third one this year. So you fought Willie last November. You fought Polly. You've already fought on the tag team shit. So this will be number four. This will be a number four, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> fighting. Defending a belt four times a year 
is ridiculous. Like, just so you are fully aware. But it's also like, I have the belt. So whoever I fight, I'm pretty much defending. Of yeah. course. But, like, it's not like you, you don't get to pick your opponent, though. Not really. Like, ideally, uh, ideally, Waleed, like, Waleed, it is what it is with him. But, like, in my opinion, a three-time Golden Glove winner should not be fighting an influencer. You know, and not only not only did you beat him once, but now he gets a second shot to fight an influencer again. I, I me personally, I think that that should be an exhibit, like an exhibition, because I don't think a belt should be on the line for that. Because I think, and that's not to say no discredit to you. I think you're gonna win, yeah. like 100. percent I, I think you're gonna do it twice. But like, well, all I'm saying is, is like he has a pro fighting experience. You have street fighting experience. You <laughs> beat him. Difference. You don't have golden gloves. He has nothing to lose. He has everything to gain and nothing to lose. If he loses it again, he walks away with nothing. If you lose, you lose your belt. Like for me, if I was him, I'd be like, okay, I will put my belt on the line, but I want your golden gloves. If I win, that's what I would have told him. <laughs> Give me something gloves. needs to be on the line for you. If I beat you again, bring me your golden. Oh gloves. God! All right, how about that, nigga? We'll lead. Hey, run, run as I whoop your ass and knock your ass out again, nigga. Bring me that golden glove belt, the trophy, whatever it is you got, nigga. And let's run it. And he gonna be rocking the necklace with oh, Elite's golden gloves. Right, we get that golden glove necklace, a golden glove trophy, and I'm gonna keep my misfits belt. Right. I can't believe you guys were on a tag team together. That was crazy. like I that remember when that was announced, and I was sitting there like watching all this. He said, "I'm here to help you." He said. Kingpin, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, you literally got up. That's and- it, I'm going to Kingpin, but you know, Kingpin is Kingpin is there bankrupt. So I was like, God damn it, get him out of here. Like I have no option. <laughs> we got our Kingpin. We got girls pulling out their tatas on national right. TV. Wow, we got wild. We got people not getting paid. But apparently, got- she she got told to do that. No That's way. what, bro. Yeah. yeah, you didn't hear about that. Someone yeah. told her to do that. The, owner. the promoter, the guy. <laughs> She leaked a WhatsApp chat, right? No so, yeah. so they were cru- what happened? That yeah, they were crucifying her for doing this. Yes, but she leaked the messages, and he was trying to send voice notes. He goes, "It's okay for you to do, but just don't say anything that I did it." And then, and then when all of it was, oh no, out, I didn't know he said that. Yeah, so there's a voice. I just seen the screenshot. So there's a voice note where she played the voice note. The guy was basically, he's like, "Hey, sorry, I'm at the airport right now, so I'm gonna send you a voice note." Uh, yeah, you have my official, unofficial approval to do it. Go ahead and do it. Um, but if it comes back, don't say I did it. And then she had gone on to say that um, after all of she got suspended and all this and that, he had come up to her and said, hey, just don't say anything. It wasn't me, blah, blah, blah. She goes, yeah, it's fine as long as I don't get in any trouble for it. Well, then obviously she got a hockey penalty. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then he came back and was blackmailing her. That's fucked up. Saying don't say anything, this and that. She said, fuck all that. Posted all the already bankrupt. I ain't getting shit. Anyways. She said in the chat too. Uh, sorry, he said to her in the chat as well. He's like, uh, I think it's gonna be pretty viral. So like, she was like, okay. I'm yeah, of like, course. Yeah. Any girl would be like, okay, views, more money, right. like that sort of. Only fans. Every single OnlyFans girl thinks. Oh, that she way. probably made bank that day. A hundred percent. That week. So much. Oh, I want to oh, see yeah. some more of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's god. That's so messed up that the promoter used her for that though. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for that viral clip, like karma's not, a bitch though. Look at them now; they did bankrupt. Yeah, I mean that's true. But like using a girl in that way for like well, that's when you would sue somebody for defamation as well. Yeah. So you guys, that's two situations on this podcast. Keep your receipts. Keep, those exactly. keep your receipts. Facts. Record everything. Record. Keep Back up what you say. Facts. With just something in, in writing. And well, well, the guy tried to just pull like the fast one too, because I think in his head too, he knew that he had sent her messages. And obviously you could try to delete stuff from WhatsApp. So it's smart for her to screen record the conversations on WhatsApp. Because I ran into a situation with my manager with that different story. But anyways, so she had 
she had that whole conversation and you got to think like, bro, she probably sat on this conversation, whether she was going to leak it or not, probably waiting to see if she was going to get paid from Kingpin. Kingpin's obviously bankrupt now. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, and now she, all she walked away with was no fight, no fight paycheck, um, a suspension from the zone. And probably a fine. And a fine. So Ooh. she had she everything to lose. Hey, yeah. she, OnlyFans, check, boy. Yeah, right. Regardless of that. So she should get that. But whoever that promoter is like the Kingpin, next day. Yeah. <laughs> Bring bring us his his ads, bring us his head, bring us whatever, because we need to know he who the hell this promoter, is. Like at all. No, he you put one of your fighters in that situation and then you're like, oh, be quiet, try yeah. and blackmail them because it's something that they did that you said was okay. I fucking some perv shit too though. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. It's very you're promoting, creepy. bro. You can't be doing it. Well, the whole boxing community is just under shambles right now because like like there's that situation. You know what's crazy? There's like drama in every like in everyone because like we, the boxing industry, yeah. There's the so actual box, the like the pro boxing industry, the fucking yeah. porn industry, oh. the OnlyFans industry. There's like drama in everything. Everything like nobody yeah, why can get you along. Started so much drama, right? Well, we got Dylan Daz and Nina. There's probably drama in y'all shit too. Yeah, we got we got uh, like show thing. Yeah, the, oh. with oh, 100 percent, bro. Like uh, a part of the reality TV is a like, and I am CEO. Dan can vouch for me. Yeah. This is like I try to keep everybody together inside yeah. the Netflix family. But then there's every once in a while there's one person that's like we don't want to be friends with them because we want to be more famous than them. Like we need uh, to be on this. Like, it's like a battle of clouds. Like ego check. Ego that's check. What it is out here though? I mm. swear, with any social media, you have to find your group of people that like understand you and that you guys are on the same page. Because if you don't have pe like someone that has your back, like in your situation. Yeah they're going to come after you for the wrong reasons, try and twist things the wrong way. Because what they want is what you have. If there's a person that says, well, he's getting canceled, that leaves a, a spot open on the roster for me to get That's famous. what Anthony did, nigga. Yeah, oh, that's crazy yeah, to me. Worried. That's what Anthony yeah. The first thing he did was try to replace my fight with another nigga. Say, God damn, bro, we was close. You know what's crazy? So I just spent the weekend in Dominican. Anthony was there. And, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's apologized a million times. Of know. course, of course. He, but he, he's re he's tried to call everybody that I'm close with. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He's just, trying to reach out. Yeah, yeah. So he, when I spoke with him, I did say, like, I think, you know, sometimes you just, I don't know if I would have said that, especially because of, like, how close are like, you and, you and Five are. minutes after that. Wait, after she say what happened, though, for everyone who's listening. Oh, uh, so when the girl posted the fake allegations saying I abused her and shit. My homie, Anthony, well, my ex-homie, Anthony, who was close, real close, went on a Twitter space with 2,000 people on it and said, hey, is Dean still fighting? And people were like, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll just have to see. I, I don't know. I don't know, Anthony. He goes, oh, well, shit, if Dean not fighting, we should have uh, another guy take fight uh, with Lee, my opponent instead. Like, and people were like, oh, no, nah, it's not the right time. And come on, bro. Da, da, da. And I had like 10 fans screen record it, send it to me. No, I see. Like, ah, see, that, that to me, like, and like obviously 18 is all this too, because 18's a grown up. He's, he's 40. Yeah. I'm like, you're 40, bro. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then he's, yeah. he's texting me saying, bro, it's not that serious, bro. Come on, bro. It's, like, that's my career. I'm exactly. Like, you know what I mean? like, and it's just like, you know, like. So she don't play with He's him. at the tail end of it, whereas you're at the beginning. So it's like for him, I think. And you see it a lot in all pro sports. You got to invest into like if you want to be around the space, you got to invest in like the younger generation. There's no secret that you're going to be around boxing for another 15 years, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have 15 years in boxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So if he wants to be around it, he maybe has two, three more years two. max. 
max. You know what I mean? Yeah. In two, three more years, Dean, you're in your mid twenties. You're in your prime. Like you're still doing this. Same for you, bit. It's same. And it's just like you don't ever want to be you don't ever want to be in a situation where it's like he wanted the clout so bad in this moment that he was willing to to kick his friend out of the space. See, that's what I was saying about loyalty. Loyalty. You but know this situation mean? showed me like who's really, you know what I mean? Yeah. It showed me a lot in a lot of Like things. it was a really unfortunate situation, but like I feel like it showed to you who's like true to you. It did. You know? It did. And it also did open up a lot of like now I, I'm like now I'm represented by the best like the best lawyers in Cali because of the situation and shit like that. So like it got me opened up like a lot of doors. Yeah. And like once any obviously you're finding on the prime but you have the one of the biggest sides but everybody's gonna tune into your fire, bro. Yeah. So it's like real beef. <laughs> so like you're gonna make a lot of money. You're gonna be a fucking rich as fuck. Yeah. You're gonna make a lot of money. You're super young. You still got your whole fight career ahead of you. Because the and the best part about all of this is is one, two things. One, win, lose, or draw in England doesn't even go on your pro box rec. Two, when you're done with this influencer scene and you go pro, because I know you will, yeah, yeah, you're going to have loads of experience in media. You're going to have loads of experience in what it's like to be in front of a camera, yeah. uh, loads of experience dealing with this drama, and it, it sets you up to be a superstar champion. I think like outside of like all these people that are trying to come for you right now, I, I, there's a term that I tell these people all the time. This is like, when you are closest to your, your moment of success, when you're closest to that point of really just turning it over and becoming like a household name is when you have like your darkest moments coming. Like everybody's going to come for you. Everybody, like you're going to have family that are going to make you, that are victimizing you saying, you're not looking out for us. You're not doing this and that just because you're successful. You're going to have your friends turning their backs on you. You're going to have girls trying to tear you down. You're gonna have your own like mental demons, and like I, they've seen it. Like I fight demons on a day to day basis, so I, I know what I'm saying. Like the demons will always be there, but you will become stronger to learn how to like fuck all that. I'm gonna wake up the next day. I'm gonna still show up and run seven miles and come do a podcast and go train and get out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. still gonna go knock out. Yeah, because I could have claimed fucking yeah. what else claim depression. Yeah, pulled out of the fight, mental health. Like yeah. a lot of these fighters do. I ain't gonna say no names, but a lot of big fighters. One big fighter uh, recently did it, like probably like two years ago, claimed depression, mental mental health, and didn't fight for two years because of it. I mean, it's a fair thing too, like, and that's not talked about on social media at all. Is how mentally taxing all of this is. You're constantly having people on social media telling you how terrible you are, like you're gonna lose this and that. People saying the lowest of low things too, just to get into your head, because it's a mental game too. Whenever you're boxing, because it's only you and your opponent. It's like, how can you get into their head? So. Well, anyways, so besides all that, October 14th, make sure you guys are tuning into the Prime card. We do need to transition into the final segment of this podcast. So we've been going mm -hmm. for an hour about this. Just to finish up this subject, October 14th, live on the zone pay-per-view, Manchester United Kingdom, Dean the Great, Chase Moore, titles on the line. Daniel Perfetto will be there as well. Yes. Sirski. So, ladies, we can't mess with you during the fight week, but afterwards, it is tough. Daniel hands with during the week. I'm thirsty, baby. there during the week and, and after as well. <laughs> glory, glory, Manchester United. Okay, Moses, go ahead and take over your segment. Okay, so we love to wrap up the podcast with this little segment that I have. It's a little bit spicier, uh -oh. and it's a little bit more fun. It's called In the DMs. Oh, so I read some confessions that uh -huh. some of our followers have sent in. Uh -huh. They message them to us. And so I read them to you, yeah. and you guys tell us how would you handle the situation because right, they're very interesting situations that right. just... Wait, these DMs that you got? Yeah. Okay. They're real ones. From, from dudes? Yeah, anyone. Okay. Guys and girls. Here we go. 
Am I wrong for sending a text to a guy telling him I don't feel connection instead of ghosting him? Whenever he responded, he said he was angry, told me I was childish, that I think in a way too head. And I did really think that he liked me too much. Am I delusional? I told my friends. He said, does she think any other guy that talks to her is in love with her? So how would you handle a situation whenever you're trying to ghost someone, but they come back saying you're childish? If they're ghosted, there's a really easy way to do it. You swipe right on the that's oh, D and D. <laughs> I never heard of you. <laughs> oh God. Now that nigga bugging, he just butt hurt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if a bid tell you she got no connection, okay, bit next. Yeah, she's there's too many girls out here. You have to like his response. There's one billion girls more one billion more girls and men in this world right now. Okay. So what the fuck? What are you tweaking for? So you're yeah. saying there's a lot of fish in the sea. Yeah, there's too many fish in the sea to be tweaking. 100%. Dan and I just got back from San Diego, and, and what was it? It was like uh, their population from guy to girl ratio at San Diego was 70-30. Damn. San Diego? Like, yeah, San Diego said we went there and we were so confused because we when the next time I go in, we saw like you know, no guys. We're like, like you remember this? Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was like all girls at the school, and I was so confused. Granted, they all like pretty much looked the same. Hey, <laughs> hey, just use I have some fake blonde hair and light eyes. <laughs> no. I'm one of a kind, okay? <laughs> no, with his situation, if if I'm the guy and I'm trying to give my personal advice, I would say to him, like, if you ever seen the movie Hitch, um, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. But it basically, um, that'll give you pretty much a cue as to what not to do. Don't be the sweat. Don't be the, the simp. Don't be the crybaby. Because at the end of the day, Andrew Tate says it. Everybody knows it. It's like, as a man, you're supposed to be a little bit more tough than, than crying over a girl that, that ghosted you. And if you're the girl, shout out to you. I hope you got a million dudes in your DMs because... You're never going to find the 6'5", rich, <laughs> fucking successful, non-toxic yeah. man like like Chase the Moore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know You're never going to find a Daniel Perfetto in the streets or a Dean the Great. Uh, so uh, good luck to you. I hope you enjoy uh, your state farm worker. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Oh, you got to get there, babe. Oh, sorry. Then what's your take on that? On that? Yeah. Yeah, well, just from the girl's point of view or, you know, if I was in that situation and I said to someone like, hey, I don't feel that connection and they were a little bit salty, it is what it is. Like, you know, if you're not selfish at your age now, you know, what are you doing? You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. So it's better to see it early than later. You know, don't lie to someone. Be real. And if they get their feelings hurt, so be it. Yeah, I feel like it's all right. He, he lucky he got a text. That's true. <laughs> Most That's true. They just ghost your ass. Or they just, just hit the block. Right. Or he's actually, you know, you see him. You see him. Boomerang with a Lamborghini logo on the back of the head type shit. Uh, it's the EJ. Back. It's the boat in Tulum. Why, why are you in Tulum? Exactly. She in Miami. It's over. No, <laughs> yeah, if your girl goes to Miami. Uh, or even, That's a whole other topic, though. Yeah. Uh, you ain't going to Tulum. You ain't going to Miami. You ain't going where else. You ain't going to, to a Europe trip. Cabo. Or if she's a flight attendant as well. Oh yeah, she ain't your girl. She ain't your girl, bro. Like, <laughs> if your girl flight attendant, she our girl. <laughs> we love her equally. We share it, brother. She getting a bunch of flowers. Our Talk girl. about, oh, my best friend sent me these. Your best friend lives in Los Angeles. We're in Spain. <laughs> How you meet him? Don't ask. What's the next one? What's the next one? Okay, okay. so the next one is. So this girl has a boyfriend. He works in you know finance and whatnot. So he takes on a lot of clients. And she saw that on his phone, he was texting one of his clients, who just so happens to be a female, saying, I can't wait to see you. And this girl was kind of like blowing up the phone a little bit. She was like, hey, what's going on with that? And she says that he deleted the text message, 
But since then, our relationship has been terrible. We argue every day. There's no proof of anything, but yet I keep seeing her name pop up. On Innocent the until proven guilty. You know, maybe it was, she's seen somebody else. Maybe she was tired. You know, she may have been loads of losers. Who knows? You think what I'm saying? Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. I mean, he deleted some messages, though. I think I think <laughs> with this one, if there's no track record, like, like it doesn't sound like there's a track record of it. If you've never seen anything and you've never heard of anything and then you're just assuming like all of your... I think a lot of that plays into insecurity. I went to school for relationship therapy. The first sign of unfaithfulness is going through messages. And I think if she's going through the messages, nine out of ten times, she's she doing something. Yep. I'm a mom and him. Cheating ass. She's cheating. Because that means if she thinks in her head internally that you could get away with this, in her head she's already played out how you could get away with it because she's been down that road before. And then my experience, that's where that comes from. So if she in her head says he deleted some messages, I'm a firm believer that you – your significant other does not need to see every conversation you have with other people because that's a conversation between them. I have a different relationship with you, with Dean, with Dan, than Dan has with Dean, with you, with me, and the conversations are not all going to pan out <clears> him. <throat> so. mm-hmm. I feel like, too, you, you can't have a relationship without trust. Like, yeah. what is and she it should be thankful because yeah. he can bitches. Bring it up. Yeah, he can get bitches. Yeah. So she, bitches. she got something that everybody wants. He just turned that. Like, yeah. He's right, though. She has something that... Everybody won't. So, um, and I've seen. Dean, would you date a girl that no man wanted? No. Would you date a girl that no man wanted? No. Would you date a man that no man wanted? Or, okay. <laughs> uh, no girl wanted. No. Why would you want to date someone that nobody wants? That's true. I want a Lambo. I'm not going to get Lambo. a car nobody wants, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like that little small ass smart car. Nobody will get yeah. that. But, but like we ain't driving Honda Civics around. Oh, God. Um, Take your Ford Explorer elsewhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Next one, though. This one's a little bit interesting. She said, one morning, me and my boyfriend were just talking, and all of a sudden, he asked me a question saying, how would you feel if I fucked your neighbor? It was Whoa. so out of the blue. Whoa. It didn't even register with me until later story. that day. I said some stupid joke to change the subject. He stayed another week, still acting loving and intimate. I couldn't forget what he said. After trying to understand it for a week, I just had to break it off. Okay, well, she has a lot of insecurity issues behind that alone. Like, I. The fact that it was out of the blue. Yeah. I mean, like, but depending on people's personality, sometimes, like, I don't know, sometimes people just say dumb shit just to get a reaction. For her to call off an entire relationship off of one comment just seems like. Wait, gotta, she said she'll fuck. Yeah. Like, red, red flag, cut that off. Like, they asked. Like, That's true. Wait, the girl with? said it? No, the guy asked. Well, we need to know the most important question here. What, is no, the, what does the neighbor look like? No, oh <laughs> but there's no oh other God. context to that. It's just out of the blue, he randomly asked what would happen if... So they're just sitting on the couch watching that. Oh, he asked that. Yeah, he asked. Oh, and then I she think. ended up overthinking it and then ended up cutting it off with him. Okay, in my opinion, I think that... After a week, though. If the girl said to the guy, if you're over at the girl's house and she said, hey, how'd you feel like fucking my neighbor? Like, that's a red flag. If the guy's coming over and you guys are just, like, joking around and he goes, how'd you feel if I fucked your neighbor? Yes, I would be like, it's a little bit weird that you said that. But two, like, I don't know if I'm calling off an entire relationship because of it. Because if it's just one <laughs> comment... It goes back to what Dean was saying about a liked photo That's or yeah. a flight attendant. or could like, just be joking. Like, I've said stupid things before. Yeah. Like that. So it depends. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's your mom's look like? Type shit. I'd be safe. Yeah. What's your mom look like? <laughs> you got a sister? What right. Sister? Right. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like that one was a little bit uncalled for. And I feel like there's more to the situation. Yeah, like, all I got was, like, this little paragraph. I bet yeah. you the neighbor so, is pretty bad, though. And she was just insecure. <laughs> 
Probably. Like, real. like if I, and then like, here's the thing too. What like, if he was old as shit? And he was like joking. Yeah. Or like, what if they had like, what if he was just trying to get on? You know, sometimes you just like to get on your seat with the other's nerves because you're bored. Like, I'm I would love on, doing that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get on you like your nerves today just because like, I'm just bored right now. And be like, hey, like, how do you feel uh, smash that girl over there? Obviously, I wouldn't be very happy and then would be very rick and plucked yeah, up. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to bicker. Yeah. But like for me, like I've always liked more modesty. So like <laughs> if a girl had said that to me, it wouldn't be the what she said, it'd be how she said it. Like I would never want my girlfriend to be like, yo, how'd you feel yeah, if I suck I'd dude's like, dick no, over there? Yeah, like, okay, that's okay. Dude. Like <laughs> yeah. now you gotta go. <laughs> oh god. We're not playing that. Okay, <laughs> oh. the next one is a little bit of a touchy situation. So he says, I'm dating my girlfriend for about a year and three months, but she's anorexic and has lost about twenty five kilograms. Anorexic. Yeah. Oh, Ever since I started dating her, when I first met her, she had a very attractive body, big thighs, big butt and breasts and all that stuff. Sadly, she got really insecure about her body, stopped eating, losing about 20 kilograms a year. Damn. Every time I look at her, I just can't find her attractive. She's very thin, lost a lot of body mass and is very pale. It gets harder every day for me to kiss her and she even have it. sex with her. And I want to know if I should do something about it or if I'm honestly just being an asshole and I shouldn't care, but I just don't know how to handle the situation. Okay, well, just for reference, so most people know that that 20 kgs is almost like 40 pounds, just so that, that you know. <clears throat> well, just based on that, like, it seems pretty serious if she's lost that, that much amount of weight. I would probably try and talk to her about it and, you know, help her maybe, like, go go to the gym or start eating. Yeah, it's only two. She either you know, dying or she on crack. That's the only two. She dying or she on crack. At least something else. The only two ways she loses that. Yeah, 40 uh, pounds is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah, for a retrospect, if you lost forty pounds, you'd probably be dead. If you had forty pounds, <laughs> you'd you'd probably just sit in the bathroom and cry. <laughs> How much did she weigh though? A little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, if she's fat, then she needed that. But if 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 she's like one sixty, she lost something. Forty to happen though. If he's yeah. saying like she looked like this and she lost forty pounds, there's obviously something, some part of the story that either he doesn't know yeah. about or there's a yeah. comment. Somebody said something ruined her day because you don't just like wake up one day looking at me and be like. I'm a fat piece of shit. But or sometimes like I guess. But I would never like to stop eating. We do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I feel like in a relationship too, like part of it is showing that you care for them and say like, you know, bringing them aside and being like, hey, like I'm concerned about you. Like, let's talk, you know? Yeah, like that's, it's true. Um, one of the love languages, um, words of affirmation that helps some people, communication helps relationships also but like, here's the thing: if you're with somebody for a very, very long period of time, like he said, he's been with her for however a year, a year yeah. there comes a point where it's just like, it's not on him. And I'm sure everybody in here has dealt with this at some point to remind you every single day. Like, oh, yeah. I don't need to tell you I love you every single day for me to 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 prove I love you. Like, if I like you and I'm doing things for you, if I'm driving to go see you, giving you money to get your hair done, paying for food, doing this, I don't want to. I have a long day of training. I have a long day of boxing. I don't want to come back. And, and and I'd rather sit on the couch, watch a movie, chill out. That's fine. I don't want to come back and have to sit there and have a two-hour conversation with you about how much you mean to me every single day yeah, for see, the last and that's, year. And that brings in, like, your guys' boxing, how that affects your guys' relationships as well. Too. Not just boxing. If you have, like, a, if a job. Work, yeah, a normal job. If you, if, if you go to school, if, mm -hmm. you, if you're stressed about other things, like, I don't want to have to stress about X, Y, and Z and then come home and have to sit and have a two-hour conversation with you and explain to you. That's why you need a bit of understanding. Yeah. Like, exactly. like, if you're here, it means I like you. That's in my in my take. Like, because I, mm -hmm. Dean, Dan, like, 
you got guys that are above average around you all the time. And if like I've taken the time out of my day with your ex or your ex or any of my exes, it's just like if I'm there, that means that you are special and you beat out a hundred different girls because like you could go to the club and Dean's pulling, bringing back whatever girl he wants. You go to the club, I've seen it. You bring it back whatever you want at, at whim. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it comes to a point where it's like if I choose to not do that, it's because obviously I care about you. So. Yeah. No, exactly. I feel like we're all in that in that situation, though, for sure. Like, I also think it's a little bit weird, though. Like, forty pounds. Like, that's I feel wild. like I noticed on my girl, she lost ten pounds. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, but if it's bad. over, yeah, yeah. if it's over a year, though, like if you think about it, like five pounds. But if you, uh, if she if had you to said something fat. consistently, and she's not changing something, be. I feel like that leads to something even bigger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no. true. That was the last one I had, though. So, no, oh, perfect. Um. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the number one podcast in your world. Uh, thank you, Dean the Great. Thank you, Daniel Perfetto. Can you tell them where we can find you guys all across all social media? Dean the Great on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Got Twitter. Them, Twitter. The Hub. Not just playing. Oh, <laughs> anywhere. The Hub. Anywhere. Hold on. I'm everywhere. Yeah, and uh, just Daniel Perfetto underscore on Instagram, and then my name, Daniel Perfetto on TikTok and uh, Snapchat as well. And you can find Daniel Perfetto on Netflix's original series, Dated and Related, season one. You can find Dean the Great October 14th, defending his title for the fourth time in a row, because <laughs> for some reason they just really want to take it from him. Right. Um, you can find Gabrielle on Gabrielle underscore Moses on all <laughs> platforms. Thank you guys so much for tuning to the number one podcast in the world. I'm your host, Chase Damore. And Gabrielle Moses. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Yeah.